Eating and talking are two of our biggest pleasures. We talk all day, and some of us even talk in our sleep. We talk more than we eat, though we probably think about food more often than language. When we talk, whether using spoken words or protactile, a language of touch used by the deafblind community, or by signing, thumbing a message, or in some other way, we seldom think about the history of words or the ways that English has changed over the centuries, or why English has such a wealth of synonyms. But word lovers enjoy learning facts about language, just as foodies like to learn about eatables, comestibles, grub, chow, and vittles, to indulge in some of the many synonyms for food. One amusing way to learn about food is through the words we use for our daily meals. What a joy when the two loves overlap. It's a two-for-one deal. Because learning the history of the food words, their etymologies, means learning at least some aspects of the food's histories, like where they originated. From that early morning cup of joe and croissant, to a lunchtime taco, a dinner barbecue, and a late-night toddy and a piece of pie, the details about a food's or a word's history often come with surprises. Joe most likely comes from the U.S. military slang for a soldier. The word croissant has a long history with many meanings, including the waxing or waning moon, and, going back to the Latin word, crescere, to grow. Taco comes from Mexican Spanish and means plug or wad. It referred to part of an explosive used in silver mining. Barbecue comes from the Caribbean Arawakan word barbacoa, meaning wooden frame for sleeping on and for drying food. Toddy comes from the Hindi tari, palm wine, and pie probably comes from a French word meaning magpie, a bird that loves to collect objects. How did the junk heap of a magpie become the name of a delicious dessert? Getting the scoop on pie or tracking down the history of any word can lead to eye-openers, if not always answers. Etymology can be both entertaining and enlightening because a word's history is loaded with information often about culture. Take sycophant, for example. It meant fig showing in Greek. We might say that a sycophant kisses up to someone. Or we might use more colorful language. But in ancient Greece, a sycophant apparently showed the fig, a bit like giving the finger, to someone suspected of being an informer. Ancient nonverbal insults were not so different from our own. Or consider the mundane word romaine. It comes from medieval French. Lettu roman, Roman lettuce. But a word or food sleuth doesn't want to stop with this answer, because one wonders, what's Roman about this lettuce? The leafy green has been grown in the Mediterranean area since ancient times, and in Rome since at least classical times. The French presumably learned about it or bought it from the Romans. We could leave it at that. English speakers borrowed the word romaine from the French. But when? Why? How? there's always a clue to scratch and sniff. For example, a French book written around 1394 concerning wifely virtues and household management provides information on cooking harbor porpoise and hedgehog as well as lettuce. Modern editors of the book suggest that lettuce d'Avignon, lettuce of Avignon, could be what we know today as Romaine and that it was brought to France by popes from Rome. What were the popes doing in Avignon? From the year 1309 to 1376, seven popes lived there rather than in Rome because of political hostilities. The nearly 70 years of this Avignon papacy were followed by some 40 years of the Western Schism, a period during which there was a pope in Rome and an anti-pope in Avignon. One product of this contentious period was a delicious wine, Chateau Neuf du Pape, the pope's new castle, 
originated in the papal vineyards of Avignon in the 14th century. The Pope's castle would have had kitchen gardens, and it's reasonable to suppose that the lettuce grown there was the same lettuce that was grown in Rome. Perhaps the Avignon papacy helped spread greens as well as good wine. Why not conclude that the French term le tour roman comes from this period of popes leaving Rome and taking up residence in Avignon, and that the term then evolved over time to the shortened Romaine that we use today? We can't because the clues don't rise to the level of evidence. And there are no dots connecting the Avignon popes to the turn Romaine lettuce that shows up for the first time in English in 1577, or with the later shortened form. Searching for Romaine is a reminder that false or not yet proven etymologies can take on lives of their own, often because they're appealing and make a good story. Nevertheless, when we dive into the history of Romaine, we discover that even if clues don't yield an answer about the word's origin, the hunt can be satisfying. 